We have reached that point in the week, and it's a good point in the week when we chat with our friend Jamie Court, C-O-U-R-T. Jamie Court is the president of Consumer Watchdog. I wish he were president of the United States, but he is president of the United States. United States. He's president of Consumer Watchdog, which is consumerwatchdog.org, consumerwatchdog.org online. And I urge you to take a look because you'll find a really terrific consumer protection group. We have been working with Jamie Court on these airways virtually since the beginning. He's been a personal friend, and we've worked together professionally for many years so it's great to have our friend jamie court back on the norman goldman show and jamie we're talking electricity the cost of electricity sources all things electric today thanks for coming back on the norman goldman show it's my pleasure always my pleasure well, Jamie, I'm a big fan of Consumer Watchdog. And when I went to consumerwatchdog.org, I saw that you were going after one of my favorite targets, so to speak, the L.A. Department of Water and Power. You live in the city of Los Angeles, too. We both live in the city of L.A. And the city of Los Angeles has the largest publicly owned utility in the United States or the United States. The United States. So the LADWP is the largest government-owned, municipally-owned utility in the United States and it really deserves a lot of attention because there's all kinds of waste, fraud, and abuse. And, Jamie, Consumer Watchdog is really after the DWP, and that got me going because I looked at my electric bill recently from the DWP, and I'm paying between 14 and $0.17 cents an hour per, per kilowatt hour, which strikes me as a bit high. 14 to $0.70 cents per kilowatt hour seems high. And especially I got an email recently from a woman in Illinois who said, Norm, I'm paying 7 cents a kilowatt hour seven cents a kilowatt hour and i'm getting my energy my my electricity from a wind farm in texas and i wrote back saying i get that and it's uh, i'm jealous for your your low rate uh but there are the utility lines that you got to string all the way from texas to illinois and there's the loss of electricity there and i'd rather have things decentralized so that al-qaeda or the russians can't take down the national grid and a hurricane can't take down all the transmission lines Jamie, let's talk about electricity here. What is an appropriate rate to be paying for a, a kilowatt hour these days? That's a great question. I mean, uh, unfortunately, uh, it does depend on where you live and where you're getting your energy. And, and you know, you can get, uh, you know, cheap coal-powered uh, electricity, you know, in Las Vegas. Uh, but it's not necessarily electricity that's good for the environment. It's not electricity that you necessarily want to have here in Los Angeles or maybe in other places where they want cleaner energy. And it's, it's really interesting because in California, we have investor-owned utilities, these big, big Goliaths in many places like PG&E and the San Diego Gas and Electric, which is owned by Sempra and uh, Edison, the three big ones. And then we have some uh, municipal utilities like uh, SMUD, which is uh, Sacramento's municipal utility, or LADWP, which is uh, the Los Angeles Department of Water and Power. And if you look at, you know, uh, the municipal utilities generally have lower rates than the investor-owned utilities. They don't have to pay investors back. But this, this is SMUD, the Sacramento Municipal Utility, is a much better municipal utility than the LADWP. Uh, and it's not just the rates. It's not just that among the municipal utilities, uh, LADWP really lags in almost every category. It's also that, you know, we have a city council that really controls this municipal utility. It's department of the city, but it's also structured uh, in a way that it runs like a, you know, an entity in and of itself, an agency. And the person who's supposed to keep that municipal utility honest is a, 
a ratepayer advocate. We created this office of public accountability for a ratepayer advocate. The guy who was hired to do this, uh, you know, six, seven years ago, uh, Fred Pickle, he's got a great name. He's gotten us into a pickle. Unfortunately, has gotten us into a pickle. He's a former Enron consultant. And the choice made at the time by the city council was to have someone who crunched the numbers uh, and, you know, wasn't necessarily an advocate for the public, even though, you know, that's what the name of the job is, ratepayer advocate. And we have seen under uh, Fred Pickle, according to his new report we put out, The Price of Pickle, that over $7 billion extra costs have been given to the, to the ratepayers in the form of billing scandals, in the form of rate hikes that were unreasonable, in the form of, of, of salary hikes. And the LADWP workers make more than any other municipal facility workers in America, averaging $100,000 per, uh, which it's hard to begrudge a union worker, but this is a little excessive considering as well the customer service, according to J.D. Powers, is the worst among any municipal utility in America. And we have no accountability here. Uh, it's because this Office of Accountability hasn't done its job. And every turn, this guy, Fred Pickle, has thrown his lot in with higher rate hikes, so it's the Public Employees Union that has controlled this department, and it's a really thuggish union, too, the IBW run by a guy named Brian Darcy, who's gotten into some scandals with foundations here that have siphoned off millions in ratepayer money, and no one knows, including our city controller, what was done with it. Uh, and the, the, the mayor, Eric Garcetti, ultimately takes responsibility for all this. He's a guy who wants to run for um, president one day, he says, actually one day soon, probably, and he picked Pickle. He says this is his guy. This is his pickle. And he came into office. Hello. Clean, clean up, clean up LADWP. And he hasn't. And, and it's not just these extra rate hikes when we're, they're sitting on huge reserves. It's also that there's still a big investment in fossil fuel-powered electricity when we're over capacity at the utility. And the ratepayer advocate, Fred Pickle, has continued to advocate for these plants that we don't need, these fossil fuel-powered natural gas plants. We're still getting some coal from out of state. And his only success really has been stopping large-scale solar in the city on behalf of the people who don't want that to happen. So, you know, we're very disappointed. And there's an opportunity in our little micro place to hire someone who could actually speak up for rape. But the problem is the people who are doing the hiring are the city council and the mayor who have been able to transfer literally billions of dollars out of DWP away from ratepayers to the city coffers while the ratepayer advocate turns a blind cheek and hopes they renew his contract and give him a lease. The guy makes more than the mayor, makes about three hundred grand a year plus car lease. So, you know, it's a really incestuous thing, and we're trying to stop this guy from being rehired again because his gig's up and the restructure of this office so it has investigative powers, it's independent of the city, and it has, you know, the will, the political will to do the job. And that's when you see municipal utilities around the country, could be KC Lights or SLUD, they do much better when they're accountable, uh, in many cases accountable to voters. They also have a pr- presumption in these utilities that every record that goes through them is a public record. We don't have that in DWP. It's a black box. I mean, this thing is run like the literally like a Russian, uh, the Soviet state, not even the Russian state, the Soviet <laughs> wow. state. It's it's like a Kafkaesque department. And if you get overcharged, as many ratepayers who stood with us the other day to release this report did, you know, you, you can't find a real live person to talk about, and you certainly can't find Fred Pickle because no one knows these exist. No one knows we have a ratepayer advocate in L.A. because he doesn't make his whereabouts known. So this is a battle for some accountability here, but it mimics, I think, the question we have around the rest of the country. What is the best way to deliver electricity? 
Well, Jamie, it's fascinating. I gather that Eric Garcia, the mayor, he picked a peck of pickle. I just had to make that joke. Uh, but, Jamie, I, I have to tell you that I spend a lot of time on this show debating the public versus private theory. And mm-hmm. after this discussion that you and I are having, I know I'm going to get an email or call or 10 from Republicans and people who have a bias who say, see, Jamie Court just attacked a public union, the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, and they do have a stranglehold on the DWP. And the DWP is the government that you liberals love so much. And you're agreeing with Jamie that it's corrupt and it's inefficient and wasteful. See, private entities can do it better. And my response is, have you looked at the private entities lately? Let's take a look at PG&E, which blew up a neighborhood and killed a whole bunch of people, right? I mean, and that wasn't all that long ago. His fire lines and the failure to clear brush from sparked those Northern California fires we just had. And ones we had previously, in the same way that the failure to clear the fire lines the, the brush around the fire line sparked the San Diego fires, the wildfires in San Diego a decade ago. Well, and Sempro was caught price fixing the price of natural exactly. gas. So, Jamie, let me just remind everybody. Owned by Sempra. There you go. Uh, and, and, polluting and L.A. So, County everywhere. So, so, so the, the, the trade-offs are, you know, are how do we get cleaner, uh, cheaper power? And the answer really is, I do think, moving away what the trend in the industry is. You know, by the way, this is such a corrupt industry anywhere across the country. Uh, regulators at most of these uh, state uh, public utility commissions are in the pocket of uh, the utilities and the companies they do business with. And you can go to the, the National Association of, it's NARU, National Association of Regulators, uh, Utility Regulators, and you, you'll see this cross-pollination. It just makes you sick. Really incestuous. It is. And then, on the other hand, there is this move to regionalize markets and commoditize electricity, which has happened in certain parts of the country, and it hasn't kept rates down. It's driven rates up because uh, once you start to trade electricity uh, and turn it into a commodity, uh, it's open to price fixing. It's open to manipulation. It's open to the type of stuff we saw uh, turn the lights out in California when Enron was in charge. And we're trying to go back to that, or some people are trying to go back to that in California. We're trying to go to a Western regional market. There was just a hearing on this literally yesterday in Sacramento, and, you know, our guy, uh, our advocate stood up and said, does anybody remember when the lights went out and why that happened? Because we tried the same thing before. We're going to take away the obligation of a utility to deliver power to a a legal obligation to people at a reasonable rate and and an affordable price and make it accessible, and you can give it to the free market. You know what the free market's going to do with it? Short, Short the market, create scarcity so it can drive up price, and and that's all beyond our view. So it sounds like Enron. Both, both problems, and I think exactly it was Enron. It was that was in two thousand. It was Enron. That's right. And that's what what our guy said. Remember the blackouts and Gray Davis being thrown out, and because he embraced that, and well, it's all going to happen to you if you do this again. And this guy named Chris Holden, the assembly member, wants to do it again. He's, he he he. He, he didn't look well after that hearing. Well, Jamie, I, I have to say, is, though. you got to go somewhere else with this. you got to go to micro-local grids right. that make use of the best technology, which, by the way, we have solar. We have geothermal. It's cheap when it's local, and we put the power literally with the people where they live. 
and we yeah we can't be hacked by Russia and all that if everybody's got solar panels on their roofs. Jamie, I've got to say, after all these years of looking at all these issues and talking to you, I've come to the conclusion the problem is human beings. And, I, you know, I should do this. The problem really is human beings. Human beings are just generally corrupt and inefficient, whether they're in private industry or in public industry. That You don't have to comment or agree or disagree. That's just my personal observation. We're talking to our friend Jamie Court, C-O-U-R-T, just like going to court and Consumer Watchdog does go to court. For consumers, check them out at Consumer Watchdog org consumerwatchdog.org and they do a whole lot more than go to court but jamie time is winding down but i have to ask you this with wind and solar and geothermal even in this era of donald trump still growing i know we've got the tariffs on the chinese uh, solar panels and that's dealing a blow to the industry jamie do you see the future being this kind of hyper local micro local that you were just talking about where where we don't have some big national or regional grid that can be taken down by hackers or taken down by terrorists is this the future i see that being my uh, ideal future but what I see is competition from the Sempers and the utilities and the Pacific Corp, which is owned by Warren Buffett. And Phil Angeles has some wind farms. These guys all want to move further away from the microgrid to the interstate grid. And what's really dangerous, and this is what's shocked when we talked about this in testimony yesterday, when you go out of your state, electricity bounds, and this has happened in many regions, guess who determines what's fair? It's not your state legislature or your state public utility commission. The Supreme Court says it's the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission that's run by Donald Trump. Because it's interstate. So, yeah, because exactly. exactly you cross the state lines. Of law. So we in California are fighting Trump, and yet the governor, Jerry Brown, is behind a western regional market that will give legal power to invalidate our laws to Donald Trump's perk. <laughs> it blows your mind. But that is where we are. And the rest of us who are wanting to make it more efficient say, let's go local. Let's go micro. But the danger is all these vested interests. That's going to cost separate business. The utilities call, talk about their death spiral because they're facing solar. We've already discounted the rooftop solar in California because the utilities said it's going to drive them out of business. So you have these vested business interests that aren't going to make a killing if we go to local solar, where we have a lot of sun here, to go to geothermal. And so it's against, it's really a fight over power, not just electric power, but political and market power between the people who want to do what's right and deliver it local and cheap and these huge greedy corporations that have ripped us off time and time again. And not just power. Money, 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 money. Can't forget. Money, 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 money. Because that follows very closely behind. Jamie, I've got to leave it there. The clock is staring at me, but it's always great to visit with our friend Jamie Court, spelled C-O-U-R-T. He is the president of Consumer Watchdog, and I urge you to check out consumerwatchdog.org, consumerwatchdog.org. When you're online, I think you'll like what you see. And think about electricity. That's right there on their website, consumerwatchdog.org. Jamie, thanks again as always. We all consume electricity. We'll see you again next week. Thank you, Norm.